All right, welcome in, everybody. I'm your host, Mike Corio, along with my good friend, Chuck, here. Hey, hey. And we're here doing the Can We Kick It podcast. How's it going, Chuck? Good, man. It's been a while. How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's been two weeks since we talked. Yeah, so hope everybody enjoyed our special bonus episode last <laughs> week about Parks and Rec, our top five Parks and Rec, so look for more of those to come. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a couple weeks. What have you been up to? What did you do? Uh, you've had a busy uh, social calendar, I believe. Yeah, it's been pretty busy. Went to Alabama to see some family and then got back into town and, you know, the Houston Rodeo is going on. So went to see uh, Cody Johnson on the opening night and then uh, a couple of nights ago went to see Journey and that was amazing. Hey, have you ever stopped believing? No, never. Okay, don't. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And uh, then went to Dallas and caught a Rangers game. Nice. And the Rangers beat the Stars, which, you know, I love the Rangers, man. So I was up in, you know, very last row, all the way up in American Airlines Stadium. Yeah. And was in a row of, like, Rangers fans with my Rangers jersey on. Nice. We were just talking mad shit the whole time. It was awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, since you were in Dallas, they're probably all, like, you know, all, like, prepified like people at the game but no one tried to start anything with your rangers jersey on no nobody did it was just the only thing that happened was we got scored against and this kid sitting like three rows in front of us i mean kid like eight to ten years old just looks back at us and gives us the look and it was like dude what what did i do to you (laughs) and of course the the stars went up two to nothing within the first five minutes of the game yeah and it's just like oh my gosh i paid how much money to come up to dallas to watch this thing and then the Rangers scored like four straight. Nice. And just shut them out. And then yeah, I think this final score was like seven to four with an empty netter. It was amazing. Sweet. Yeah. So it was a good time. And, you know, went up to Dallas and stayed the night. And I love hockey. I, I'm I'm glad hockey season's kind of ramping back up for me. But uh, going to Boston in three weeks to watch the Frozen Four Championship. Oh, for college nice. Hockey, the college, so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, what have you been up to, man? I was in New Jersey. Oh, nice and for, cold. For work. Uh, it snowed while I was there. A nice day of like full day of snow up in beautiful north northern Jersey. Um, I got in Sunday and went and spent time with uh, some family down at the shore oh, in yeah. uh, Howell, Bama, Howell, New Jersey, <laughs> and um, yeah, got to experience uh some tv bonding time with my uncle yeah um very interesting we need a whole podcast to discuss uh old school style television watching but watched a almost a full nascar race uh watched the rangers game and worked from there on monday nice and went up to wayne uh to our offices up there and worked out of there all week Flew back Friday, got caught in wonderful... I was flying in as the cold front was coming in. Yeah, yeah. So as we were landing, the plane is like wobbling (laughs) around. And I'm up in the front, like I'm right outside of first class. Yeah, yeah. And like row seven. And even there, like the plane is like whooshing side to side. And as we're landing, because the winds were gusting like 30 something miles an hour. and, uh, And the cold front was coming in. And then... As we're landing, you see like just car taillights everywhere, not moving. Oh. So I get down to go to the parking bus and this parking lot. Like no car is moving anywhere. What? There's thousands of people waiting for taxis, buses, Ubers, lifts. And 
it took like the Echo Park's parking shuttle like an over an hour to get from the parking shuttle location to the terminal. Oh my gosh. So luckily I was able to get on the first bus for that, but there was other parking shuttles that had about 40 to 50 people in line. That bus, the whole time I was there, our bus came in first after like an hour of waiting and there was still other bus. I'm surprised people didn't just jump on (laughs) just just to get out of the terminal. Just to get somewhere, yeah. Because it was wild. Like, And I was talking to a cop while we were waiting. So this is the worst that she had ever seen it. And I guess it was like, Friday, like starting spring break, yeah. rodeo in town. So people coming and going. It was just, it was nuts. Like those are the things I don't, um, I don't miss when I don't travel because just it literally took me like two and a half hours, almost three hours to get home from when I landed. Plus we landed and we had to wait forty five minutes for a gate. <laughs> so <laughs> to open up, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Because everything was delayed for the wind and stuff as well. That's a madhouse. But, yeah. And I brought the coal with me because it snowed in New Jersey. And I just kept want Everybody was, like, staring at me as I was looking out the window. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to go play in the snow. Um, but, yeah, it was busy. And then just trying to recover this week. And it's been rough. But, you know, back home and... Back in the swing of things, but and when I watched the Rangers game on TV in New Jersey, they won as well. Nice. So and that wasn't a home game, right? No, that was away. That was in uh, was it Winnipeg? No, uh, um, what's um the Canadian teams? You have the Winnipeg Jets, right? I mean, yeah, it's Winnipeg. Yeah, it was the it's the Jets. The uh... It wasn't Canadians, it wasn't Vancouver, it wasn't Toronto. Canucks, Toronto Maple Leafs, Canadians, Senators. No. No. I think it was Winnipeg. Yeah, the Jets, yeah. But it was, um, yeah, they were playing there and they won, I think, like 3-1 to one or 4-1 to one or something nice. like that. Um, I got a good feeling about the Rangers this year. I've got I've it, got a couple of bucks on them to win and it's like 5 to five bucks for a hundred dollar win so i think chris Kreider scored like two goals in our game did he score when at the dallas i think he might have scored one goal yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah it was panarin and uh yeah it was just amazing that little dude uh, was pretty good but yeah and then uh so and when i did land in new jersey i did cash out my soccer winnings from DraftKings. yeah but I may. I was like, "Oh, let me play some more bets." I mean, I cashed my wings and I just put twenty five back in. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna play three more bets. So I put money on Man City or on Man United to beat Man City, and of course, Man City scores in the first five minutes of the game and wins yeah. four to one. I knew that was gonna happen, but it was like a ten dollar bet paid like two hundred dollars. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'll do that, and then. I put money on Newcastle and who were there playing to tie because Newcastle had been winning or tying every game and I won money on them a couple weeks before when I was in Louisiana. And I was going to put it on to win at the last minute I changed for them to tie and they ended up winning, so I lost that bet. And then I put money on... Um, I put money on the NASCAR race. Well, that's that's a rough... I don't understand betting on NASCAR races. I... Yeah, I put it 
on Brad Kozlowski, the Castrol driver. Yeah, yeah. He led one lap and finished 31st. <laughs> so <laughs> Wrecked out early, probably had a flat tire, screwed up his car. Somehow. That was horrible. So, yeah. Lesson is don't gamble. Gambling is wrong, and you lo- you lose in the long run. But, um, yeah, so that was only... I was going to put, like, on Friday, and I was going to the airport. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll bet on some soccer over the weekend. I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, after my nice winning streak, I've been giving money back, so. Trying to keep it in. But, yeah, I mean, which there's an Everton Newcastle's on right now, and it's uh, in added time. Ooh. It's like 90 minutes plus 14. Oh, is it a cup game? Uh, pre- uh, it's just Premier League. But why are they, oh, they're in added time. 90 plus 14? Yeah. Some yeah, it's Ooh. one to nothing. Uh, Everton. A terrorist attack happened during the game. I don't game? know something. Yeah. Oh, Everton's winning. Yeah. Oh, they needed that one. But yeah, you saw Man City and uh, Crystal Palace tied. Yeah. And so that and Liverpool puts, won yesterday. Which is why I'm wearing my I, Liverpool jersey today. They're yeah. one point back on the table. Yeah, the I watched lead. that game that uh, against Arsenal yesterday. Had that on the the computer in the background. Nice. But uh, so speaking of bets, I know it's March Madness season and. I don't think I'm going to watch much of it this year with A&M getting bounced, but uh, you got any money on, uh, you got a bracket going? Yeah. Oh, A&M didn't make the tournament? No. I thought they, they made it to the final of the of the conference. SEC, and SEC has like a gajillion teams that yeah. are in. It's like four or five teams. Alabama's 19 and 13 and has a sixth seed, and A&M didn't make it? No. Yeah, it was a big deal, at least in my Twitterverse. Yeah. But... Wait, yeah, let's, let's, let's back up. <laughs> yeah. A&M basketball is never a big deal, but... Yeah, I would be pissed. That's true. Too. We're not a basketball school. Yeah. Are, what what school are you? Farming. Yeah. It's not sports, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's about to be. It, oh yeah. When I win right. the two hundred dollar bet on the football championship. <laughs> yeah. Go have a nice steak dinner. <laughs> yeah. And you're wearing a you're wearing a Texans uh, shirt, so I'm <laughs> I'm assuming you're liking the uh, rumors of the Deshaun Watson trade coming up. I'm wearing this because I was wearing a bright yellow Houston Marathon <laughs> shirt. Um. And I decided I didn't want to wear that out in public. Yeah. It was the war when I tried to go run earlier during lunch, and I kept getting uh, getting involved with work stuff. So, yep. Um, but yeah, I got a bracket. I'm already off to a rough start. Oh yeah, who wasn't? Yeah, I run a pool like every. I didn't do it the last two years, but I decided to do it this year. Um, so. We had about 30 people participate, which we used to do like, we used to have like 75 Ooh. to 100 people that would Jeez. get involved. But I think with COVID, people stopped caring about sports as much. Yeah. They're paying attention as much. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, even that, like today would normally be watching a lot of games, but I'm like, no, let me watch the, fin- the, you know, series finale of vice principal so we talk oh, about yeah. that later or yeah. uh latest episode of the dropout or something so yep you know i've been finding i'm watching more tv shows and sports so we'll see i'm not gonna do well but it's always fun to fill out a bracket and follow along who'd you pick to win i picked arizona whoa wildcats and i think like um a lot of people in my pool have uh, Gonzaga winning. I'm just glad you didn't say Duke. A few people have Duke. Everybody's but, hoping Krzyzewski goes out on, on top. Yeah, I almost picked Duke for that same reason. Because <laughs> I figured, like, you know, 
Dan save would try to help him go out on top. Well, that's it, it, you go for the guys that got these emotional moments, right? Somebody's dad died, you know, it's somebody's birthday, it's their last year to play. Yeah, that's where you put the money. Somebody's really going to put it on the line. But Arizona's a good pick. Who do you, you you know who you had in the final four? I think it was uh, Arizona, um, Kentucky. Mm, yeah, that's the one. Do no Kentucky, Arizona, Gonzaga. Oh, I can just look at my phone. I don't know why I'm like trying to guess. Was it Auburn? Uh, I don't think I ended up going with any. I think they're overrated, but yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, let's see, Final Four. Uh, Gonzaga versus Kentucky and Arizona versus Kansas. Oh, Kansas, yeah, classic picks. In yeah. Gonzaga and Arizona. Yeah, Arizona's the wild card in that matchup. Yeah. In those matchups, yeah. Gonzaga is winning 35-33 against... Georgia State of one sixteen matchup in the second half. Awesome! So. I love six. I love sixteen. <laughs> That's the team best upsets. part. The best part of the tournament is watching Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the first weekend, and yeah. then after that, it becomes like real basketball. Yeah. But just seeing the upsets and stuff. But I'm going. Uh, I, I don't have a bracket, but I'll be watching Loyola, uh, Chicago. I got a buddy that went to LU. Javi? Yeah, Javi. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to be against Ohio State in the first round, and I don't uh, know if they're going to be able to break out of that one. Well, do you think Javi will just pay off the refs? Oh, of course, yeah. Loyola Chicago wins the <laughs> yeah. tournament? LU Business School. Yeah. <laughs> Class of 1999. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, well, that's good. You got a bracket. I, you know, I'm late on to jump on that train, so I won't do this one this year. But uh, Yeah, I try to get you to do one so I could easily take your $10. But Yeah. No. I'd rather give it to DraftKings. I mean, yeah. that's my usual go-to to throw money away. So what do you... Uh, what are you watching? What have you been watching the last couple of weeks? The well, last couple of weeks, uh, been I finished, and we'll get to these shows here in a little bit. But I've been I finished Righteous Gemstones season two, hilarious, Great. yeah, love it. Um, and just finished Vice Principals today, and let me tell you, Danny McBride is just <laughs> unbelievably smart and yeah. hilarious. Uh, and I we've been watching The Stand on Paramount, which old, is a good Stephen, old Stephen King. King, yeah, yeah, and it's trippy. It's about apocalyptic end of the world it with like some supernatural forces involved and whoopi goldberg and james marsden good cast oh james marsden yeah interesting concept um kind of like the uh the outsider that was yeah. on hbo with jason bateman but uh not as it, it feels as well done but it's just it's not an hbo series so yeah but uh, it was good it, it, it's a good one i'm looking forward to see how it ends but what have you been watching um so, still watching Severance on Apple TV, mm, Suspicion. Yeah. I'm up to date on those two shows. I think that they both actually come out tomorrow night for their latest episodes. Uh, the Dropout on Hulu about mm. um, uh, Elizabeth something for Theranos. Yeah, it's really good show so far. And... I think that's what I've been watching this week. Rewatching a little bit of Vice Principals as well, yeah. just going in the Danny McBride universe. Um, but yeah, I'm you know excited with the um, the dropout. It's kind of in line with these tech con kind of shows. There's like three of them out now. The dropout on Hulu about Theranos. Uh, we work. We worked uh, about we work on Apple TV. I think it starts Thursday or Friday with Jared Leto and um, Anne Hathaway. 
and then they're super pumped on Showtime with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bill something from Friday Night Lights TV show, and Uma Thurman's actually in that. So that's about Uber. So look forward to watching all three of those shows at some point. Kind of, you know, just a theme of venture capitalism and Silicon Valley throwing money at these startups and you know uber is kind of known for being an you know non-driver friendly yeah. kind of some shaky things in their history versus like a lyft who's been more driver friendly but like kind of uber started as uber cab and you know they're trying very innovative like breaking into the different breaking into that market was just cabs and a lot of regulations with that and how they skirted around that. Yep. And then like we work the basically rearranging offices uh, into these open concepts <laughs> for the guy like thought he was God and all this stuff. And then Theranos, which started out as a great idea, super smart of the dropout with Elizabeth Holmes and, you know, Stanford, they call it a dropout because you dropped out of Stanford mm. But not because she wasn't doing well. She just to start her own company. Sure. And had this great idea about the she idea for this machine that you put a drop of blood on this like credit card size, you know, mechanism, and then you put in the machine and it would diagnose you, you know, for like two hundred diseases or mm-hmm. whatever, with with instead of getting blood full vials of blood drawn. Yeah. And they never could get it to work, but she just kept getting money and getting all these companies. And this is all not really spoilers because you can Google it. And, so, you know, all these shows, like, the interesting part of these shows is it's not, like, suspenseful because you can watch documentaries, you can read all about what happened, but it's still, it, it's still pretty exciting to see, like, the visual reenactments, uh, so to speak, of it. But nice. just, like, even... Elizabeth Holmes, I think, had a great idea, super smart, but they couldn't figure out the the mechanism to get it to work. But instead of like pivoting, was like going to Walgreens and yeah. like saying, "Oh, it's ready," and they Walgreens is trying to get a to see the prototype and test it, the machine. And they're like, Oh no, it's our proprietary software. Oh, you can't course, look yeah. at it, you know, still blink down, just stonewalling yeah. and like pivot, you know, but they still managed to get Walgreens to give them millions of dollars because they wanted something innovative in their store. And CVS was going with the, their minute clinics and mm-hmm. Walgreens was looking for a wellness, um, aspect so i mean that's it it was like kind of the gist of the last episode but it's all it's all this is documented and but it's such a good interesting thing the dynamic of like not really a con but getting people to buy into your ideas and they just throw a boatload of money at you because it goes back to silicon valley the tv show you know like getting your uh series b or different mm-hmm. fundings from different uh, angel investors yeah, yeah venture capitalist yeah. groups and different rounds of you know financing and just off of ideas and uh we were watching um 
like it was uh the smartest guys in the room about enron yeah the and the whole the whole mark to market um accounting that was being done mm-hmm. is basically like they're you know you do accounting saying you buy something maybe like 10 years down the road doesn't come to fruition but you're counting it as revenue based on what the market conditions are and it's not even operation you know yeah, so it's yeah. like inflated that's obviously not allowed anymore but it was called mark to market yeah it just seemed like people fall for this stuff it's just, i don't know i'm always intrigued by the kind of true stories of not really con artists but people that believe in something and oh. then they won't even if it's not working they're like then they have to figure out a way to keep the con going yeah so. just capital fraud and I, I watched that documentary about Enron not too long ago with yeah. Hulu, and it just blew my mind. And yeah. Growing up in Houston, I remember yeah. it having it as a as a kid. Yeah. But not fully understanding it, and then watching that and being yeah, because like, oh, you were shit that that's what happened. You like, were a kid. I was working. Yeah. Like I was twenty four, twenty two. Yeah, and the housing and, market crashed, and like in in the Houston area, like all the all the fallout from Enron was unbelievable. Yeah, and I have friends so who outside for Enron yeah. and just were like one day laid off. Most of them were young in their career. So yeah, yeah. Not like the 50-year-old guy who was laid off and lost all his Enron stock, <laughs> yeah. you know, that cuz they were pumping the stock in the company and then yeah. they were selling, you know, it was a they were doing their own internal pump and dump and yeah. like they drove the value and then all the top people just like got out of there sold their shares for yep. tons and tons of money and then the market dro- the bottom dropped out of everything else but yeah it's uh we need we need blanca who has uh, yeah. uh masters of finance and degree in economics to come explain it and more she's the one that told me about mark to market <laughs> we so, should we should do like uh, an episode on like the big short or something ooh, yeah, and expand yeah. it to like capital fraud and and ron and 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 so you were telling me about the dropout right yeah and she is related to somebody that used to work for Enron. Yeah, her dad uh, wasn't worked for Enron. Got laid off during that time. That's so crazy. And I didn't. I mean, I watched the documentary and I've read all about her. I never even knew that she went to high school in Houston, at like St. John. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and that's before she went to Stanford. That's basically she went to this private high school in Houston. And it's an interesting part of the very first part of the show about how her determination, and it shows her running track in the St. John like track kit and everybody's already done with the race and she's still got like laps to go. Yeah. But her determination is like, um, you know, what drives her and she wants to be a billionaire and she wants to help people. But it's just funny just seeing Houston. It's like Houston, 1995. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh shit. Like I was in Houston in 1995. I'm still in Houston now, but like I was in high school too. So we're pretty, you know, close to the same age. So, um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time, like in the early 2000s in Houston with, um, with everything that went on with Enron. Mm-hmm. And then the, when the whole 2007, 2008, um, uh, uh, the balloon mortgages all, yep. you know, when that whole situation it collapsed, the banks and housing market and stuff. So, that's been like the two bubbles of financial issues in Houston and everything else. And now you can say we're in this like gasoline bubble because I've never oh, seen yeah. prices in Houston at three ninety five until crazy? I came back yeah. from New Jersey. 
I mean, it was it was only four twenty in New Jersey. It was only like thirty cents more than not, here. Yeah, not much of a markup considering and, how it usually is. And you can't even pump your own gas in New Jersey. So really, yeah, it's all full service. Whoa. Yeah, it's been like that. I've never since seen I was that. A kid. Yeah, if you get New Jersey, I've only seen that in Back to the Future movies. Yeah, no, it's still <laughs> New Jersey. It's still they're trying to pass like a law to make it where you can pump your own gas. But that's crazy. But yeah, it's well, well, it helps their you know the economy because it gives people jobs and stuff. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, uh, it was kind of nice. Like when I go drop my rental car off, like and I fill it up with gas, I just hand the guy my card and and. He puts it in, pumps it, and it gives me like the card and gives me a receipt, and you don't tip him or anything, and you're done. Don't so. even have to get out of the car. But yeah, so nice. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, we have to do something special on like the whole, you know, fraud and and financial stuff with like you said, like the big short and. And the Enron stuff, we can dive deep dive into some of those. But she had like a similar like internship as like Andy Bernard, right? Like a summer at like Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. And no, I'm just kidding. No, but there <laughs> there is a funny part in in the show, and I don't know how accurate it is, but she's like working on this. She gets admitted into um, this graduate level research project at Stanford when she's a freshman, and over the summer, she's continuing to work. Uh, she she comes back to school, and the, her professor she has all these notes and did all this work on that. She's like, yeah, I um, had a lot of time during my internship. Like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like she probably had a cushy internship, and then um, she was working on her research as most of the time versus her intern. So yeah, um, but. Yeah, man. So, like, let's talk about the Danny McBride universe for a minute. Um, we have um, Righteous Gemstone season two. A couple weeks ago, we talked about season one. Mike finished season two. Yep. Hilarious. What do you think? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! Like, Gemstones is one of the funniest shows that's on TV right now. It's been a while since I've seen a show this funny, along with, and we'll talk about it here in a minute. But Vice Principals. Like, since The Office and Parks and Rec, it's been a while since I've had a show make me laugh this hard. And season two of, of Gemstones is just outrageously hilarious, where, you know, Jesse is trying to work with the Listens, who's Eric <laughs> Andre, right? Yeah. On building this timeshare. It's just the most outlandish, like, ridiculous thing. And he, like, I, I he, the Listens, right, took over from his dad. Yeah. Who I think was, uh, I, he's a that guy for me. Uh, he was in, um, he was in the leftovers too. He's yeah. the, in season. Oh, you have he was season in, three of the leftovers. He was in there. Something about Mary. He was in the uh, Frank and Beans uh, part of their something yeah. about Mary with Ben Stiller. But um, and how they took that over, right? And it's supposed to be a mirror image of how Jesse is with yeah. his dad. Um, but just I love the and just gonna jump around in the in the season, but the ending of that show where. He's the listens are facing off with their like gang of shooters. Yeah. And they're watching that like show and they throw like a guy out in a trunk <laughs> and he like opens the trunk and like starts shooting people. Yeah. And he throws his wife out the window in the trunk it, and she like breaks her back. Or she, like when she rolls out of the trunk, right? And then they just like stand there and just pop her. Yeah, like, she's like, oh my God. And then they just like smoke her. Yeah. That was fantastic. Like the whole. 
I mean, the first season was good. I rewatched the first season recently, and then the second just takes it up a whole different level. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's a different, it's almost a different, it's based in the same world, but it's almost a different show. They ramp it up. Yeah. Uh, I loved how they brought in uh, Jason Schwartzman as an investigative yeah. thing, uh, reporter guy, and Eric Andre and his wife in the show. Which Eric Andre is really funny and and many different things, but the the whole backstory with John Goodman's character. Oh yeah, being uh, a wrestler, being the ex professional wrestler, and his background in Memphis, and Eric Roberts playing um, the his I'm blanking on the name, but his friend from the oh the kid promoter. growing up yeah. junior. Junior, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he has a good Memphis accent. But the whole, you know, the whole season was was fantastic. And just, I mean, what stands out? What are some of the highlights that stand out for you? I think uh, BJ's baptism. Yeah. It's got to be number one for me. Just him coming out in that romper with a cummerbund. Yeah. And then uh, Walton Goggins. I looked it up. It's Goggins. Uh, he's like praying. Or he's singing. Like at the beginning of the baptism. Right? Yeah. And he keeps calling him TJ in his like <laughs> speech. It's <laughs> his BJ. And uh, then he's, uh, baby Billy is sitting there telling like BJ's family about how Tiffany was born. Yeah. <laughs> he just little old polo baby. Yeah. Polo baby. <laughs> Your mom. Your mama was fat. She just went to the bathroom. Thought she had to do her business. Came out a little, little toilet baby. <laughs> oh, poor little baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's amazing. I, I can't get over how funny he is in this. Yeah. With this and Vice Principals, he just is on another level of character. Yeah. Where he, his white hair and his pearly white teeth that just look fake. Yeah. And he's just like this old like it, southern preacher that's looks just screwing people. But it also looks like he would be a southern preacher. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it just is to the T what you would expect out of somebody out of Freeman's Gap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I think, yeah, definitely the baptism episode and the romper and the cummerbund and his family. And they stay, they can't even put his family up at the the gemstone the compound. Yeah. They put him in Embassy Suites and Edie Patterson, <laughs> yeah. like Judy's like, well, this is a nice hotel, isn't it? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, but you live on this colossal amount of land with palaces on it. And, it's got a theme park in it. Yeah, it's got its own <laughs> theme park. And it's just. You don't. You don't want to stay with me. I got my sister in law. She's pregnant. She's feral right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it was interesting. You know, we talked about it a few times. Uh, me and another guy we work with, Marcos, during the season. And another. It's really not a mystery box show, but there was an element of. Of this where, Jesse and his wife get shot at, and then yeah. Um, uh, John Goodman's the dad, Daddy Gemstone. What's his name? Eli. Eli. Eli yeah. gets shot, and you're trying to figure out who 
who would do it? A callback from the first season? Is it um, the pastor sessions? Yep. Is it baby Billy? Is it um, Jesse's wife? Is it the the stunt the actor and the his girlfriend from the first oh, season? Right. right. You know, I mean, Gideon's friends. Yeah. Yeah. Gideon's yeah. friend. There's so many things. They're like, is it junior? Is it, it yeah? Is it junior? I mean, they they set it up to be junior. Yep. Because Junior's also doing having some wrestling goons come, <laughs> right. you know, just intimidate, but not nobody's shooting. And then I, I thought had a, it, I had a feeling early on it was the lessons. Did you? So yeah. I thought it was. I was kind of having a feeling that it it may have been the wife because Ooh. they weren't going getting what they wanted, and Jesse would never do that. But the wife, you know, she's yeah, she seemed like she would. But yeah, I think the Wilsons were on the list, and I thought maybe the wife was working with the list. Junior oh, was too obvious, good. but yeah, um, I just loved how <laughs> they, you know, at the end, and then you figure out it is the Wilsons, yeah. and Eric Andre's interactions with with Jesse, and just like. When he finds out that basically, you know, that he figures out that they were the ones that basically were doing this. And he's like, uh, just like, I need to take a walk. Like, well, can I come with you? He's like, no. And he's like, can I walk behind you? Like, he starts walking to the beach and Eric Andre just runs behind him and tackles him. (laughs) He hits him with, he whips a slingshot. And hits him in the head. And he, yeah, he carried, Jesse's got a slingshot. And then knocks Eric Andre out and then basically throws like tree limbs and a chair over him. He goes, he goes to see his brothers and sisters. He's like, family, I need you to come with. I think I killed somebody. And then my favorite part, and I was, when I was waiting for Mike to watch it, there was, and this was my favorite part of the whole thing. It just it's just so it's a culmination of all the TJBJ stuff oh, and yeah. like how for two years he's trying to be a member of the family, <laughs> and Eric Andre is holding a gun on his wife's holding a gun on all of them, and they're just talking and BJ's basically not even saying anything, and Judy's Judy's like arguing with her. What you call privileged? Yeah, what you privileged? <laughs> and then all of a sudden. <laughs> Eric Andre's wife shoots BJ in the leg. Like, he's not even saying anything. He shoots him. Blood squirts out. I'm like, I told Mike I had to pause that. I was dying. And uh, I just started laughing. And then BJ's like, that's okay. He's like, Jesse's like, you don't do that to a member of our family. (laughs) And he's like, we're family? And then EY's defending him. And like, he's the happiest he's ever been. Is your dad bartering for my life right now? (laughs) Just, it's so classic. It's just, I was, I was, just uh, dying laughing at that part. But the whole, yeah, the whole BJ arc throughout the, throughout the two seasons is is hilarious. Oh, that's been great. And then I love how ridiculous Jesse is with his like group of like fellow like guys from the church. And how they went to threaten Junior, 
right? Because they thought he was the assassin. Yeah. And they all had those slings. <laughs> and then they finally, like, hit him with all the slings, and they run off, and it's in, like, slow motion, and they're, like, jumping up and down. Just the biggest group of idiots ever. I just couldn't stop laughing when that happened. But, yeah, but my well, only nitpick yeah. for the show was, like, the biker gang, and spoiler alert, right? Cycle ninjas? It was the, the cycle ninjas, yeah. right? Was, uh like, they it was these, like, troubled youths that went for the listens, like... <laughs> orphanage camp or whatever they were like 30 yeah i (laughs) wish they had been like listen's group of guys like jesse's guys oh yeah that would have been way more mirror but he already killed his guys oh that's true they did die from the yeah (laughs) yeah when they went to threaten the reporter yeah Yeah. that's the The flashbang goes off in the car they both had their same number of guys (laughs) and they're both uh, listen and and jesse each had like their crew and they were all incompetent and then they, yeah, listens, crew goes, and the, he pulls a flashbang in the car, and then <laughs> grenade outside the car, yeah. and then and then the two that are left are, like, lighting the house on fire to burn it down, and Eric Andre's character's like, uh, do you think they saw you? <laughs> like, no, nah, they were good, and he just flicks a cigarette in the gas and yeah. burns them up. It's like, that's the thing. I think that's kind of, you know, you see that Jesse would never do that. No, yeah. Even, like, the parents, uh, you know, how he treat, him and his wife treat his dad. Yeah. That they've kind of pushed out to become pastor. Like, Jesse, you know, even though he wants it, he's not going to do that to his family. Yeah. I mean, in the end of the day, the family is wild, and they don't always get along, but they support each other, you know, even... Even they support baby Billy and he's supporting them and you know, so it's it's an interesting watch from a family perspective because they they definitely um have their moments, but in the end they're loyal, you know, to their own family. Definitely. And uh surprise guest appearance with so baby Billy ran off on his son, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the puppy store. Yeah. And then he goes back to make amends, and it's freaking Macaulay Culkin, who I haven't seen in anything in I don't know how long. Yeah. And he just gets, he punches him in the face, and they make up. But that was hilarious. And then you see him at the end, and Macaulay Culkin's in church. Yeah, he's at the church, yeah. But yeah, no, he still looks, I, so Macaulay Culkin was in the last season of American Horror Story. Mm. Uh, And he was really good in that as well, but that besides that i haven't seen him since like home alone yeah or the one where he plays the kid that dies by getting stung by a bee or oh uh, yeah and the uh, little girl yeah my the, girl yeah my girl yeah, yeah. he dies or she dies or yeah, somebody he dies, dies yeah um but yeah he still looks the same in the face man it's weird yeah it hasn't aged at all yeah, yeah. it's crazy but yeah i thought that was funny and then at the beginning of the show right that he's like eli's at the council with all the other church like leaders yeah. And the one church, the Butterfields or whatever they're called, right, that the reporter took yeah. down, is played by Deke, who was in King of Queens with Kevin James. And I hadn't seen that guy in anything since King of Queens, so I thought yeah. it was hilarious that they brought him in there. But um, just the most – I think, like, Jesse and then Judy have yeah. their own stories going on, and then Kelvin just has the most ridiculous storyline ever with, like, <laughs> his muscle boys. Muscle, muscle man. <laughs> yeah. Muscle it, yeah, it gets a little creepy at the end where then they're like going to muscle children and they want to take him to Jerusalem. And even Queef is like, 
I think we need to get chaperones or permission slips. <laughs> and he's like, why? You know, like. <laughs> For like 50 kids. Yeah, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. It's, And I think he's just like, he never grew out of being a kid. No, never. Um, but yeah. yeah that was pro- that was my least favorite storyline of the episode, the For whole sure. muscle boy And then, like, thing. domination within the group and how Calvin loses domination and then Queef gets locked yeah. up in that cage out in the yard. And <laughs> yeah. I just, it's so ridiculous. But yeah. um, I did think it was funny how he was going to take the men to, to Jerusalem to go walking through the desert and they get stopped at the airport by uh, Eli's like number two and he's like why can't I just take the jets to Jerusalem I don't yeah. understand why you're like stopping this by daddy Martin said it was okay or, yeah. yeah by Martin yeah but that was my least favorite of the storylines but and then Judy just being ridiculous with BJ and, oh my god and then she just loves like she starts te- teaching Tiffany like <laughs> as a child like <laughs> when he she was reading something and BJ was there like reading it with her and she literally couldn't read I just and he was like helping her through it I lost it laughing. That was so ridiculous. And then uh, when they did the hospital ambush, yeah, and they made they made BJ a doctor. Why do I have to be in disguise on the third floor all alone? And he's yeah. like, "Cause that's your job, Doctor Dip Dipwad. <laughs> that's what I call you now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they they like survive a shootout, and he comes down, and he's got like that ninja star sticking out of his head. He's like, "Yeah, that was a close one." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got beat up a lot this season. That yeah. was so funny. Yeah, ninja started the head, shot in the leg. Yeah, all the while Gideon is chasing down the motorcycle guys on a motorcycle, you know, and yeah. jumping out of his stunt work and. But, yeah, I so, can't wait for season three of that man. That's so funny. Yeah, where do we go from here? I don't know. It's gonna take a crazy twist. I mean, and then you know he, his uh, Eli's dad. Right, who was already like going through dementia and stuff, yeah. like killed Junior's dad. Yeah, and so he like buried him. Yeah, but oh yeah, and so then of course all the kids thought that he killed the reporter because yeah. he got back and he had like blood all over his pants. Yeah, it was just him trying to do some self grooming, and the like razor got. Oh away from yeah, him. And it was yeah. just like what the fuck? Like it was so ridiculous. But um, I don't know where they could go from there, man. Like, I think. I mean, the only thought that I have is like. Now, though, it's just the timeshare or hotel yeah. is a gemstone product. So do they spend, you know, the listens are out, obviously, because yep. they're dead and betrayed <laughs> <My> them. <wolves. laughs> Let's talk about that scene in a second. But, uh, yeah, so do they, now it goes into that, do they bring in other people, uh, you know, because you kind of went through the story of Eli's upbringing I mean, we know the characters pretty well, so now does it just become an adventure, you know, a week-to-week adventure, or do they dig more into Amy Lee and Baby Billy's youth and working, you know, how do they... How do they expand? Are they just look forward to, you know... Does even... Does uh, John Goodman come back? Does he... That's a good question. You know, do they come back for a little bit and then it kind of just steps aside? And I wonder um, if they're going to do where John Goodman stays to run the church, and the kids are down at the timeshare. Oh yeah, running the thing, and it's just a shit show. 
Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Partying I, with the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Is that <laughs> Wait, Joe, jo- Nick Joe Jonas? Joe Jonas? <laughs> no, is it Joe? Or Nick? I can't like, Yeah, BT's like, Joe Jonas is here? Yeah, they all lose They're, their mind. They lose their shit. <laughs> Every single person oh. is just out of their minds. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, does does Joe Jonas or Nick Jonas, whatever one, do they back out now that the listens are out? Right. <laughs> I think I think it's gonna wind up where BJ and Judy have a kid, and they're down in Florida, and it's just gonna be great Florida humor with like Florida swamp redneck jokes. And yeah, kind of like Brock Meyer was in the first season. Where oh my god, yeah. Wait, there's a pig here. <laughs> let's, got... let's talk about this pig, Ooh. and then it changes like its hat without anybody saying it. Holy shit, we should talk about this pig. Anyways. We should do a special Brockmire oh, episode yeah. and just some of his best like yeah. calls and lines. Hank Azaria. Oh, so uh, funny. One of the shows that was missed by probably most people, but it's freaking great. It was on IFC or yeah, something like that. Yeah, a baseball announcer. Yeah. I uh, love when he's trying to start a riot. And he's like, folks. has got Amanda Pete in there, too. Yeah. yeah. He's like, folks, I went to the gas station over in Carvindale, right? <laughs> Which is the rival town. And you know what I saw? I saw a little sign by the red shirt that said, take a penny, leave a penny. You know what that is, folks? That's the stench of communists blown into town. Just the shit he came up with on that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Babe Ruth was a great big fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. I mean, we'll get. We're gonna have to do a whole episode on that. Yeah, that was so great. Yeah, we could do. Yeah, baseball uh, commentator TV oh, shows and yeah. movies. Bob Bob Euchre and yep, made and uh, Major League and your favorite Joe Buck. Oh, I <laughs> sorry. Sidebar: I saw a thing where him and Trey Aikman are the yep. new Monday Night Football. Yep, and. All these people on Twitter were going nuts how awesome it was. And I'm like, what? What is wrong with you guys? What? Yeah. It's who, is, who would say that is awesome? <laughs> Old people that, like my uncle, that loves Joe Buck for some reason. We had a we had a 30-minute conversation about Joe Buck, and I was like, he's terrible. Oh, he's bad. It's like, he's the best. I'm like, no, what? he's not. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, are people getting excited because Eggman's going to be on there? First of all, Monday Night Football usually sucks, let's yeah. be honest, because the yeah. scheduling is terrible. So now you're going to add Joe Buck to it. I don't know that I'm, I can stand Monday Night Football. Anymore. No, I won't. I'll, I never really watch much football now anyways, but yeah, yeah. that's not. Yeah, but. But, yeah, so that but, was bad news. Yeah, but Jim Stone's dude is hilarious. And then, of course, you got me into the Danny McBride universe and how they've just created these new great concepts. And yeah. then I, I watched the two seasons, right, of Vice Principals. Yeah. And I couldn't stop laughing. And how the first like three episodes were like cringe factor to the max. Yeah. Like when he went on the, uh, uh, like sleepaway trip or whatever, where they went to like old Charlestown or something. Oh yeah. And he's just the whole time acting like a huge asshole. Yeah. In front of the chick that he like wants to get with. Yeah. That was like cringe, like to the max, but just so funny with Danny McBride playing Gamby and Walton Goggins playing, uh, Lee Russell, which is just another <laughs> outrageous character that he plays, and uh, and then Edie Patterson is is uh, Miss Abbott, who I think is hilarious that Danny McBride hooks up with her, yeah. and she just goes batshit crazy. Yeah, it's um, that's one of the best like 
the beautiful thing about Vice Principals is it's two seasons. Yeah. And they're they, like half an hour episodes. Yeah, and they basically made they basically said we want to we have the story is two seasons. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, yeah. They kind of did that with Eastbound and Down and then they did an extra season of that cuz it became popular, but yep. um this was like they did it perfectly. I mean, the two seasons are just it tells the story they wanted to tell and it ends. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And like one of my favorite um, things with the show is that it's like you mentioned, it's like 30 minute, it's like half hour comedy, but it's also tells kind of a dark story. Yeah. Which I had forgotten that even was about like trying to figure out who shot Neil Gamby. <laughs> yeah. Like I totally forgot about that, you know, and that even who it could be. And then I rewatched the seasons and I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Uh, yeah. And, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's got like Shay Wiggum in there too from Boardwalk Empire. Uh, he plays Ray, the brother in law. Oh, yeah. Busy Phillips is he's, his ex wife. He is amazing. Yeah. He's like so nice. Yeah. And Gamby just <laughs> treating him yeah. like shit. He's like, he's like, I got, I got that promotion. And Ray's like, good for you, yeah. man. And he's like, shut the fuck up, yeah, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Ray is like being the best person ever. And he's just, but yeah, it's so it's such um Yeah, you know, it starts off with Bill Murray was a retiring principal yeah. the first couple of episodes. He's and, in it for like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, I think it's uh I mean they do some dark stuff. Oh, it's a dark comedy for sure, yeah. but the banter between those two leads is hilarious. I mean, even the first what well, got me was the first episode where they went they so they were they got a new principal, right? Yeah. And they're trying to find a way to get her out of town because they want to take over. They yeah. thought one of them would become principal. And they brought in an outsider, and she's not who they want to work for. And so they go to, like, find dirt on her at her house, and they pull up to this house. And Danny McBride is like, man, Principal Brown lives here. This place is a shithole. And Walden Coggins is like, I live here, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "This is a mid-century uh, ranch, ranch house, mid-century sea, sea ranch." ranch. Right. I was trying to remember what it is yeah. earlier. Dude, it was so funny. Just their banter was amazing through the whole series, and you know their friendship and how it just it looks so strange just because neither of them have friends. Because Lee Russell, right, is a sociopath. He just does. He lies off his ass, and then Gamby is just a control freak and, you know, a disciplinarian in the school and nobody likes him. Yeah. But, uh, and then the show had cold opens and it's been a while since I've seen a show have really good cold opens like this one did. And I think my favorite one was where it was like teachers only day. It was like a reading day or whatever. And there's like one kid is walking through the school and he runs into Lee Russell and Russell is like, no, no, hell no. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. This is teachers only day. We need a day without students. And the kid is like, but my mom locked the door and I can't get in the house. He's like, I don't give a shit. Get out of here, man. <laughs> like he yeah. just cared nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I had a, I, and I also thought like, because <laughs> they got that new secretary Swift Yeah. and Gamby and Russell just treated her like, yeah. terribly in the whole thing i he like yells at her and he's like i'm sorry that you made me yell at you <laughs> yeah. yeah he's yeah he's always going after her i love um uh 
Deshaun, like the cafeteria oh, guy. Yeah, dude. He's just like, uh, there was one part in the first season where he's talking about something. Deshaun's like, oh, we're going to raise? He's like, no. Like, <laughs> he's, you got to get the respect you deserve. <laughs> but after he gets like interim, uh, him and Lee in one episode, they get the interim co-principals. They walk in, like, they have this whole pancake breakfast for them, too, and they're yeah. treating them like royalty. Um, <laughs> then in the, the season finale, or the series finale, he says, like, goddamn jungle cat in the cafeteria, or some, yeah. some like, just his, his um, demeanor is hilarious. He's just, he does a really good job. I wish I knew his name, but... Yeah, the actor's name, but I'd love to see him in more stuff. He watched Gamby and Russell walk out of the woods, and he like went to Gamby. And he was like, "Be honest with me, man. <laughs> Are you fucking Mr. Russell?" And he's like, "What? <laughs> I am not." <laughs> like, oh. just, his whole straight up honesty in the whole show was so yeah. funny, and then I loved it because it's, you know, it reminds me of like <laughs> certain shows like Silicon Valley and yeah. stuff like that, where he invites Deshaun over for dinner, and Deshaun got a look at the shooter, and he's like, "Yeah, he had like like black hair." It's Gamby shows him a picture of like students with afros. <laughs> it's like no, he had like the color was like black hair, not like black people hair. It was so funny the way they did that. Like it was so unexpected, but I had a feel. I thought it was gonna be Swift that was the shooter because of how like shitty they treated her, the secretary. Yeah, but it turned out to be. Um, yeah, I almost forgot. Like, and that's one of the rewatch, and I'm watching. I'm like. Well, maybe, I'm guessing oh, it would have been Lee or uh, I would think Lee would be the only reasonable choice. But yeah. then I forgot like how, you know, what he does to Edie, uh, Edie Patterson's character the whole time, <laughs> yeah. you know, like hooks up with her on the field trip and then like in the closet at school yeah. and in the, yeah. the second semester or the second season you know um it's just they get they get drunk somewhere and he takes her back to his house he's like what my place is like an hour away she's like cool with me and then the next morning you see him like locking up because russell's there no uh the new vice principal, the woman, yeah. shows up, and he's, like, locking the door. And also, you see Edie Patterson, like, break the window and climb out. <laughs> She's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> And then she shows up at the uh, spring break. and Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I forgot, like, how... Yeah, it starts to build towards the end of the second season. You're like, yeah. okay. But... Yeah, what a good show. I mean, there's if yeah, if anybody hasn't seen Vice Principals, it's even if we ruined a little bit of it, it's still it's, funny. It's a funny watch. I would go back and watch Eastbound and Down and Gemstones and Vice yep. Principals. Anything with uh Dana McBride in it and Walton Goggins. And one other thing that I liked was so Russell went to his father's funeral and he's like tells his his wife Christine he's like go wait, go wait by the car i'll be there in a minute and then his mother-in-law's there he's like michonne get the bags <laughs> and she's like what and he's like i am depressed my father died get the bags like and she's like 90 yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was funny that, that was a great recommendation for a show i i i can't wait to see season three of gemstones but i really can't wait to see other concepts that, that danny mcbride and jody hill bring 
to TV and movies next because that they're just crushing it with vice principals and now with gemstones. They're so funny, man. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's next in store? What other projects are they working on? Um. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have. I mean, that whole Jody Hill, David Gordon Green. Yep. Um, Dana McBride triangle of show creation and producing. I'm sure they have some more good things in store for us. Yep. But yeah, just finish that and then you haven't watched anything on winning time yet. No. So we'll Got to watch that, that next week. That's a good one about the Lakers coming up. Yeah, I listened to a couple podcasts about it, but yeah. I haven't watched any episodes <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah, you'll like it. John C. Riley, you know, hilarious just from other movies, but he's really good in it. He's a playboy. Yeah. So, really funny in the in the seventies, so. Um and then I watched the Bat the new Batman movie the other day. Yeah, how was that? What's the ranking of Oh I Batman? I gave it a nine out of ten. I mean it's definitely in the top five of Batman movies for me. Yeah. It's three hours long though, so if you're gonna watch it you gotta settle in. But uh, Robert Pattinson, I never took serious as an actor because of Twilight and all of that stuff. But he was amazing in this movie. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I heard his performance has been, it was good. It was well received, yeah. And then uh, Zoe Kravitz, I think I told you in a couple episodes back in this podcast, I'm buying all the stock of her. Oh, yeah, she, she was, was in a, that one movie, uh, Kimmy, yeah. that I watched yeah, yeah, on HBO. And then she, was, she did a Hulu adaptation of... Um, uh, the John Cusack movie where he's working in a DJ shop, yeah, or the album shop. Oh yeah, uh, High Fidelity. Yeah, she did a re re. Oh really? Yeah, readaptation of that for Hulu. So hmm. yeah, I'm buying all her stock right now. She was really good in it. Um, and then John Turturro was in it as well. Oh, he did really good. John Turturro is amazing in Severance as Irving. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I rec. Yeah, you gotta I think episode five comes out tonight. I think it's actually out maybe now today already but yeah. yeah he plays really good zach cherry as well but that whole cast is really good the batman better than 1989 batman with uh oh well that's a classic the best batman michael keaton that that is for me that's the number one batman that's <laughs> what i grew up on i yeah that's num- that one's number one for sure but it, i mean i'd put this batman probably number four and that's probably behind. I guess everybody says the Dark Knight is probably the best one. Yeah, that's the one with Heath Ledger, right? I think. Yes. Yeah, because I... yeah, it's the Dark Knight and then the Dark Knight Rises, which was the one with Bane. So I put that eighty nine Batman, Dark Knight with Heath Ledger as Joker, and then Dark Knight Rises with Bane, Tom Hardy, and then I put the Batman with Robert Pattinson in number four. Fun fact: I've only watched one Batman movie. It was the nineteen eighty nine Batman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! You should watch the, the Batman trilogy that Christopher Nolan did. It's really well yeah. done. Yeah, I like Christopher Nolan stuff. I mean, yeah. I may be the only one. Like a lot of people. I mean, what uh, was it? Christopher Nolan leads the joy, or was it John? Like his brother that did yeah. Westworld. Um, but Christopher Nolan was was an Interstellar as well. Interstellar with McConaughey. That's yeah. like. Interstellar is my favorite movie. Um, one of my favorite movies. It's amazing. It, that movie is amazing. They were talking about the score of movies, and oh, that yeah. has one of the best scores in it, too. But yep. I, I watched it on my flight again. Every time I'm nice. on a flight, I, Interstellar is always on the United uh, app on the plane. <laughs> yeah. I literally watch Interstellar every time I fly. Nice. And at home, I already watch it, but when I see it on the plane, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Like, <laughs> Have you watched Tenet? 
No, I heard By that's Nolan. good. Dude. Yeah. Unbel- First, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie that good, probably since Inter- Interstellar. Yeah. And then I watched Tenet with Jackie, and it literally blew my mind how crazy good it was. You got to watch it. It's going to hurt your brain the first time around, but yeah. it's going to be amazing how well put together the movie is because it's about time travel. It's freaking amazing. So, yeah, I would watch that if I were you, man. And then uh, the Batman. Go to the movie theater. You might want to wait till it comes out on HBO because um, it's a three-hour movie. You're going to need some time to watch it. Yeah, and it's amazing now. Every movie is like three hours. Yeah. But then again, well, you and I watched like five hours in a row of a TV show. <laughs> yeah. So I there's mean, that much difference, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like if you broke the movie up into segments and end it, and then <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. you're just watching three, you know, three hour long episodes. Yeah. Do you want to watch a ten hour movie? Hell no. No. What about ten episodes an hour long of a single show on Netflix? Done. Take my money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. wait, watch uh first season of Game of Thrones in one day, oh, an yeah. hour long episode. Yeah. <laughs> three hour movie. Oh, <laughs> gross. I don't want to watch a three hour movie. Yeah. I don't got time to do that. Yep. But yeah, no, it's a. Uh... Yeah. So. I don't know. It was fun, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed the Dan and McBride universe and getting kind of introduced to that with the new stuff that they've had in the last couple of years. But looking forward to our next episode. I think we're going to do another top five episode, maybe a couple of weeks. I think we'll next week. We'll probably be regular scheduled program. And then the following week, we'll look for a top five, maybe the office, Ooh. maybe something else, but yeah. we've got a lot of things in the works. Yeah. We've got a lot of good ideas coming. So, Definitely go out to uh, Apple. Uh, well, Apple Podcasts is coming, but go to Spotify and Google Podcasts and subscribe to our you know episodes. And we drop new episodes every Friday. So and don't forget Google Podcast. Uh, you may have said that, but yep. um, And our website, uh, kickingitmedia.com, as well as our Instagram, Can We Kick It Pod, and you can also email us at Can We Kick It Pod One at gmail.com so look forward thanks for listening until next week peace